November 19, 2021. This is Ablecraft, episode 17. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. And yeah, it must be two updates a month by Kukos. Oh, it's got to be more than that. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh... It's a lot of finding the slider on my fader. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> The uh, features they added in were pretty good, though, the last couple updates, because if you go to the render tab, mm-hmm. um, I can't do it while I'm recording, but they added in some long-standing missing features, which are, include the, the LUFS display, the LUFS loudness um, metering, and they also added secondary output formats pretty recently, too. So with one render operation, you can spit out a WAV file and an MP3 file. Yeah which makes it so much easier, especially because usually what I want to do is have the wave render, and that's the real one, but then if I'm like passing the, I want to share it with someone. I also want an MP3. I don't want to upload wave files to social media. Or, right, uh, yeah. Or send them to someone who's just going to listen to it, you know, not necessarily work on it. So between that and they have the, uh, the LUFs and the auto-normalization, and they have a bunch of uh, parameters in there that make it easy to... Uh, to uh, you know, take care of your, if you have requirements for, for loudness. But I digress. There's Reaper updates for you. Reaper 6.40 is what I got. It's going to get upgraded soon. I'm still evaluating, mm. just so you know. Yeah. Well, they raised the price. It used to be something like 40 Now I think it's 65 or 70 Oh, was that a pop? I cracked one. Yeah. I w- a little I'm finishing. Show, a little show beer. Show beer. I'm going uh, to open another beer when I finish this one, but I, I opened this one when I got home. I got a red stripe. Oh, very nice. Mm. Jamaican lager. <clears throat> yeah, I got home, and the, the first thing I did was I went through the Boostergram stuff, and I mm-hmm. found out what was going on last week with the parser and everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, um, the reason that it failed, now last week, uh, if you listen to our episode, I was bragging about the... Uh, R-E-T-L-V library that I put together. Yeah, it's the most robust thing. You know, it's aggressive. It goes out and gets those messages even when, uh, uh, apparently even when none exist, it tries to get the message because that's Mm -hmm. what was going on. And it wasn't just none. It was literally none-typed variables uh, instead of empty strings was the problem. And I found out that in Fountain, I can can, uh, zero this in that it was actually... Uh, at Mere Mortals sent us two boosts. Um, I believe they're just regular boosts for 50 sats. And I, I don't know, we can confirm. One was on November 2nd. That was the, the original one that screwed me up. And then funny enough, on November 13th, after I complained about it, I got another one. He sent another one. Ah. Uh, so this time around, I had two, two records that were throwing me through a loop. And here's what's going on with Fountain. It looks like... The JSON blob that it encodes in the normal podcasting 2.0 TLV record is mm-hmm. uh, non-compliant because when you do a boost with Fountain, as as far as I can tell, I think this is what's happening. I haven't got Fountain tested, but this is my my first uh, first theory of what's going on. Um, Fountain puts in in JavaScript a equals null when you do a boost and. If you go read the satoshis.stream, um, they have that main, the TLV registry, and it's on mm-hmm. satoshis.stream. Uh, GitHub for no, uh, the podcast index also has a copy of this, but it's the document that has the TLV record registry, the table with all the different things inside, and it has all the 
uh, keys that are supposed to be inside the record. Right. And in addition to the names of the keys, it also has the types. And so you can see action is a string type, uh, and, gotcha. which is important. You know, and the values msat is an integer type, for example, so the millisets. Right. Well, if you look, the message is supposed to be string typed, which means that if you want to send an empty string, well, there's two things you can do. You can just don't put the message uh, field in there. You don't have to have the message field. It's uh, optional. But you could also put an empty message in. So it could just be a string that's zero length. Right. So it, it has no data, but it's still a type yep. string. And so the JSON uh, parser that I have, I think correctly, took that from the the JavaScript null, and it put it into, you know, the Python version of that is a none type, is what it's called. So it went from null to none to breaking my <laughs> breaking my script. Right uh, in the code. Yeah, so I went in. The little fix I had to do is I just enforce the typing for any messages that come in. Even empty messages are inf enforced to be a string. And a string has a defined length. Even an empty string has a defined to have a length of zero. Correct, where, yep. Where a none type does not have a defined length of any sort. So anyway, that's there's the the theory of what was going on. I put that in, and I think the theory's uh, working because I everything's uh, running again. Well, that's good. Yeah. Did you get uh, the message attached with that with that boost from your mortals? There's no message. It was uh, I I did get a message from uh, from uh, it was awesome. Kyron right? That was the old one that we were trying to get to uh, we were trying to get to last week. The new ones and the regular boost just—they don't have messages. It wasn't a boostogram that was failing. It was a, a a record that was a normal boost with the message field, but the message field was typed null. Hmm. Is what the yeah. problem was. I have a uh, message from him on the thirteenth coming through. Uh, yeah, I have one on the thirteenth that also came through. Uh, you want to read it? Sure. Um. So it was from Takes a Lot of Spoons, and he said, Interesting that you're recommending everyone to go the full node route. I think I'd need to learn some coding first, or it would just end up collecting sats without me being able to extract the boostograms, which are more important to me than the actual sats numbers coming in. Oh, uh, you say that now. Are most podcasters <laughs> capable of being fully noted, do you think? I love this question, by the way. Um, oh, and thanks for, thanks for the boostogram. It's Kyron, right? That's right. Yeah, thanks, Kyron. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate the boostergram. And I really do think, like, first of all, um, Dave is already hard at work on an Umbral app that will give you a nice UI to just read boostograms and you just be able to click and see them. Very simple. The Umbral itself is, like, designed to be a user-friendly node. And... Um, as far as deployment and as far as adding apps to it, it's all just click, install, click, install. Um, I set one up for Lorian, so she runs one. She doesn't know any code pretty much at all. Mm -hmm. um, she knows different, like, HTML tags for Now, I, I want to make sure editing, Lauren you know? gets her credit. She, I thought she set up the, the Umbral. Well, she did, yes. yes. Not you. She did. She did. That's correct. <laughs> She set up her own umbral. Yes. It's not right next to mine over here. <laughs> and uh, you're right to point that out. Yes. Um, and, yeah, she, she can use it. She can get on there. It's uh, pretty simple once it's up and running, you know. It, mm -hmm. even, um, it even has a nice 
display when it's syncing the blockchain initially, and uh, Cotton Gin actually synced on an Umbral and then transferred it to Raspy Blitz because yeah. he wanted to be able to hack it a little bit more proficiently, let's say. But yeah. he wanted to watch the uh, sync in that better UI, that nice, <laughs> that nice beautiful modern JavaScript UI that it runs. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been saying, you know, if you're kind of like an Apple person and you like to have it very intuitive and like click here, click here, choose one password, Umbral is your node. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're more of like a Linux, I want to be, you know, typing command line commands and doing everything myself, then Raspy Blitz is your option. I run both. You can also rent a node from Voltage. Uh, There are a couple other... Node softwares that I haven't even played with. One I just like discovered last week. Uh, I think it's by I want to say Start Eight, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I shouldn't be talking out of school on it. But uh, My Node is another option that I've never used, but I know it's out there. There's a lot of different options. So um, the the good news about this is every month it gets easier. That's correct. Yeah. And so is it? Are most podcasters capable of being fully noted? Do you think? Yeah, I think they they are capable. Yeah. Uh, the it's it's how much effort are they willing to put into it and the the threshold goes down every month. Yes. And so I totally agree. Right now, it's possible that you look at it and say, "Yeah, I don't want to deal with this. The tools aren't there. It's going to take too much effort to I have to buy special hardware and I have to go learn how to use these different things which aren't my node. You know, they're like the ancillary engineering tools you need to turn the node on and tune it up and get it going. Uh, those are getting replaced by more and more user-friendly things. Uh, for example, you know, we, I have my little Boostergram script, but there's other people who are actually doing other uh, projects, like Dave's, uh, what's it called, the Boostergram reader code that he wants as, as a Dockerized image in, uh, in Umbral? Yes, I can't remember like, the name of it. It wasn't MK Ultra that was one of them. What was the name I of think the that's thing? A, I think that's a different project, yeah. the MK Ultra part. <clears throat> well, I think gonna... MK Ultra is the live thing. Oh, yeah. And then, um, ah, I wish I knew the, the name of it. I feel there's, stupid now. There's so many interested parties here who want to make things uh, more user-friendly, and that's one thing yeah. that I, I want. That's my, what I want to champion is it should be simple, and it should be... Um, I think we went into the, a discussion about, you know, should you should you dumb it down for the the audience or whatever. You know, I don't want to get into that now, but yeah, I think the answer is yeah. You know, it's and that's the trend. That's what's going to happen. Is uh, it's going to get more and more simple as we go. Yes, yes, indeed. How fast um, we converge depends on how how hard I cheerlead for it. So I don't know. I, I can't shut up. <laughs> that's how I am. Yeah, it's just. Uh trying to get out there and I don't I don't necessarily fully understand every aspect of this stuff myself. I don't really think anybody out there does who's being honest, but it's a group collaboration. That's the beauty of open source projects. It's yeah. like you just need one guy to have a breakthrough and come share it with the group and then we move on from there. That's how it evolves step by step. So it's not um, it that's not just a bitcoin thing or a lightning thing because I'm just starting at another company and I've some things are coming back to me. Every time you go into a new company and you have a, just a bunch of questions about, especially if you're in a technical role, how does everything work? What is this part? Who designed it? Why, why was it made this way instead of that way? And you have this litany of questions that you might be asking yourself and trying to figure out um, 
what I discover is there's a lot of stuff outside of Bitcoin. You know, just any technical field is going to be full of people who they know their thing. Like, oh, I know, you know, the digital logic of this, but I don't know the, the power amplification theory behind it, you know. And so there's no one who knows how, anything, how everything works. And sometimes right. there's lost knowledge, too. I mean, you can get so far into... Uh, uh, so far into the next layer of projects and there's turnover in the company, everything, it's possible you have stuff at your tech company that people don't know what it is. And so if you want to support it, you have to actually go do research, historical research, find old records and go through old emails and uh, open file cabinets and just go through you know, engineering journals and things. You literally have to become a historian to figure out what, <laughs> what was this thing? How come it was built the way it was? And... Uh, and so anyway, what I'm trying to get at is it's it's not weird <laughs> that you don't know everything about Bitcoin before you go in. It's actually yeah. pretty typical that there's going to be a couple people with deep knowledge of the organization and deep knowledge of the technology, which hopefully you can get access to an interview. But right. in any one of these you know, deeply technical things, there's most people are kind of flying with what they know by the seat of their pants and just yeah. trying to make good decisions as they do it. So I don't know. Well, and, and that goes back to my never-ending get-in-the-car-and-drive analogy where, like, you know, imagine if nobody would ever drive a car until they knew how to rebuild an engine. Right. You know, like, nobody would drive cars. Yep. So it's 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 a bit of an equivalent. There's things you need to know, but most of it you really don't. And yep. uh, that should be a big relief for, for just podcasters who just want to get noted up. Yeah. I do have a couple more Boostagrams if you want to get through. Boostagrams! I think we got another one from uh, the 13th from Cotton Gin. Yes, yes. He says, that's what you get for boosting. See, now this was an interesting one, because this is another one where I got hit with the Curiocaster double halving error. Mm. So I see 480 sats, and you see... 240. 240. Oh. Yeah. And I do see the original boost amount was 1,000. Interesting. So I'm getting... Uh, usually it's supposed to be 48% of the original boost amount. Um, Which would be with yeah, a okay, fifty yep. fifty split because that leaves that other two percent for fees. Yep, and I'm getting twenty four percent. Are you sure? No, I know you're sure. You you really looked into this. It really is. Yeah. They're sending you a quarter. Where's the other quarter going? So I've done some testing, and I think it just it's not coming out of the wallet initially. Like so, you make the thousand boost, right? And then oh, but a thousand doesn't come out of your wallet. A thousand doesn't come out of your wallet because oh, it already splits up the payments. So the payments are all separated. And if you look in your wallet history, and perhaps Cotton Gin can confirm this for mm -hmm. us, but if he goes back to the thirteenth when he boosted us, yeah. and looks in his wallet history, he might very well see um, the two forty sats going to me and the four eighty going to you, and the other payments going to there should be one for Curiocaster and one for the podcast index. Yeah. The um, so I don't think that the sats are getting black holed or anything. They're just not coming out of the original wallet. But it's not apparent to to a booster who's just clicking boost. You someone know? someone has to go teach Stephen Bell uh, double entry accounting. <laughs> you, Can we go you, back? I am astounded. You uh, can't, how many you times can't have... I've heard you say the phrase double entry accounting? Really? Have I gone yeah. on about that? You know, it's a it's probably four or five times I've heard you say it, which is just a random thing to hear a guy say a lot. Did Did I tell you I really like double entry accounting? No, it's a. Uh, you like a... back in the day before they had double entry accounting. I think the 
I heard I heard myself on a recording say this, and I rolled my own eyes <laughs> at the stupid shit I was saying. Is yeah, if you want to rent a warehouse in ancient Rome, you use yes. double entry accounting. That's exactly what I'm thinking but, of. But that's the that's the truth, though. That's the historical record shows <laughs> that the history of modern accounting can be traced back to old records from the ancient world, including Rome, where you had ships coming in and things things are happening. You know, people are living real lives back then. It's not a cartoon yep. or a boring history book. Most of what go, went on back there, we don't even know because it was only, you know, the the elite types uh, were writing everything down. They right. Even, every once in a while, they'll find like, oh, it's a house with graffiti on the wall, and then they can get the 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 actual Greek or Roman slang uh, in, in, which is different from what the uh, the educated folks would say or, or write. So anyway, um, old records show double entry accounting way back then. For so I rented this much warehouse space so that I could store this much wine, and it was mm. measured in this amount. And the standard was, uh, you know, as uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's an interesting topic to me anyway. So double entry accounting and the idea. I should explain what that is. Is that you. The basic idea is that you have two ledgers and you count everything. Uh, uh, whenever you transfer something from one account to one to another account, and say it's money or sats or something like that, um, you have an entry on the account leaving that says how much left, and the entry on the account coming in, uh, which says how much went in, and you you have to balance it a certain way. It's a way that you detect errors in accounting when you used to do accounting with a quill and <laughs> and parchment. Mm. Uh, how do you detect an error when you don't have you know, uh, I don't want to say the the Microsoft word, but I guess I'm going to say Excel. Maybe I should say Lotus <laughs> Notes. What was the Lotus Notes one? <laughs> the you numbers. have uh, Quicken. <laughs> Quicken. <laughs> for small businesses, for small yeah. warehouses in ancient Rome. My QuickBooks. My QuickBooks. All right. Uh, now we're off the deep end, man. Oh, yeah. And we still have one more boostergram. And we I still think. have one more boostergram. Someone who also appreciate, appreciates ancient Rome. Oh, yes. I, I presume. Uh, Sir Brian of London. You want to take this? From Podfriend. Yeah. Yes, it came in uh, from Podfriend. And uh, Brian of London says, listening again. So this might be his second time listening. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's back. He wants us to know he's back. If you want to try using a Hive account for boost and streaming, you can do it. You just... Zero three nine six six three nine D E E five five nine. Okay, so he's got a public key here. Well, that's just what you do. You just do that. Yeah, you just public key, <laughs> and, and my special key. Is the special key a secret? Uh, I don't know. He's boostergrammed it, so it's eight one eight eight one eight. I mean, it's easy to remember and say and spell, so I, I would imagine it's not. Eighty one eighty eight one eight. Very interesting. Yeah. How did he get a? Uh... Uh, what's it called when you have a word that reads the same forward and back? A not an anagram. A, a palindrome. A palindrome. Yeah. It's a palindrome. A palindrome of palindromes. It's a double palindrome. It's a palindrome recursed inside another palindrome. Very interesting. Brian of London. How'd you get that yeah. one? I mean, I think he has special access at Hive. He's like a. <laughs> he's one of the Hive elite. Uh, he's like a Hive lizard. That's, I'm not gonna say queen, but uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that is the only thing that comes to mind. Is a hive lizard. Uh, I do. I am interested to bust out uh, some more in the hive environment because I, I think I mentioned this previously, but uh, I did grab a hive account when he was first talking about it, and I heard about it, and then oh, yeah. I like 
clicked on the hive i don't know what it is like hive world or hive marketplace or yeah hive, uh, i've been there i got a hive account too for hive them. stuff and i was just like i don't know it's kind of like the first time i went to the mall and i like turned in a circle and i was like all right well okay i don't i don't know if i need anything here at the moment right now but i'll be back probably. if i need to buy some perfume and lotions and uh seven pairs of shoes from seven different companies i just i just uh yeah i I, I, I'm a guy who likes to take a few passes at things because there's obviously just stuff I don't understand yet. You know? so. But I've just been... I've been in a cold hole, a code hole for the past week. A code hole. Because I was going back to the coding school that I uh, attended last year. Oh, you didn't learn the first time, huh? No, well, you know. <laughs> I, got my brain, uh, I got my brain jammed. Yeah, I didn't learn my lesson the first yeah. time. It's it's similar to when I went back to Taco Bell after quitting that job. Oh, uh, no. It, what what it was is you get a year of reset privileges once you graduate, mm-hmm. and they came up with an expanded uh, React program where they teach you. Supposedly, last time I went through it was a whole week of React, but it actually ended up being like a day and a half of React, and we made like a little to-do application that was just in the UI mm-hmm. and it really didn't save your changes or it had no back end. It was like, oh, look at React. When you type in it, it updates like immediately. Isn't that cool? All right, yeah. no, moving on to something else. It like had nothing to do with all of the other stuff we were learning. Well, this time around, they do two weeks of React. It does plug into a back end. Uh, they teach you all about API calls and uh, using API calls in React applications. And it was just so prevalent to all the stuff I'm trying to do with my own show and with this project that we're working on. And oh, yeah. It's, it's like filling in a lot of gaps for me. So it's like a two-week intensive thing, and I'm just taking like two of this uh, 16-week course. I'm just sitting in on the two weeks of React that they're doing because that's the new stuff. And, I mean, it's going to – I'm learning a lot of stuff. Um It'll allow me to play with the podcast index API in ways that I really wasn't understanding and getting just oh, yeah. in plain plain dot net. Um, and yeah, React is crazy. Yeah, I've That's seen. I, have to... I, I I looked at some of the documentation once, and then I turned around. That's as far as I got with it. It's uh, not in my it's not in my wheelhouse, unfortunately. Some of the web design stuff is. I got CSS, okay, and HTML. Yeah, and I I got kind of deep into the whole spec of CSS three, and I said, okay, now I kind of get what they're, what's the point, you know, what are all these different, uh, you know, different ways to do the same thing, like ten different ways. I said, okay, yeah, I can see sure. that's useful, and that's about as far as I get with web dev and everything else. I have to pass off to someone else. JavaScript it just comes with a lot of pain, but you have to be that certain kind of person. Who likes who likes pain? Well, you know, I've been doing MATLAB. I got, oh my god, I got MATLAB 2014 <laughs> instead of the new one. Oh, we can't get a new license yet. We'll get we'll get a new license maybe next year. We'll get a new license. Okay, fine. <laughs> so you know what they don't have in the MATLAB 2014? The nice string formatting tools that I'm used to. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you want to remove white space or something? Good luck. Do it yourself. There's no you know one liner. All my one liners that I love using. They don't yeah. work anymore. Ah, oh, no. And just while I'm on the nobody cares about this but me uh, kick is they also <laughs> changed the blasts 
they changed the blast in MATLAB to add some new functions. Sometime between 2014 and 2019, I think. Um, that's the the basic linear algebra engine inside it. Damn. Uh, and How could they? Yeah. This Well, they made it better. The new version, you can do an implicit... Um, you can do an implicit... Um, Say so you have a row vector and a column vector, and you multiply them together. It, like it, it element-wise is oh, I know what you want. You want to have an element-wise matrix that's the multiplication of those two vectors. Well, not in the old version. It doesn't recognize that as something you might want to do, and so you have mm. to dick around doing rep bats and stuff. But there, I'll digress. I'm just talking about my own shit now. Hey, let's talk about some uh, some Ablecraft stuff. Instead yeah, of, we got some music. We did. Underway. We got some. I sent some MIDI data to you. We got the best, some... the best MIDI data so far. <laughs> yeah, the um, the the Christmas song I wrote a couple words for, and I I've, right. I've been like I was texting Lavash about it. Could be lavish, and I'm like, what the hell did I sign up for a Christmas song? What is a what is a good Christmas song anyway? You know, what are the elements of it? Is, sure. Does it have to have Santa Claus and stupid references to things or? What? And so I've been trying to come up with what this stupid song's supposed to be. What are the lyrics going to be? But whatever. I did get everyone lined up for um, for the album art. I think for every track. Um, and I, I didn't want to announce everything on the show yet, but we have uh, we got a pretty solid lineup. You know every you know the deal. You, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I'm excited. Yeah. We it's, have a, uh, it's pretty a interesting whole, stuff going uh, down. A whole motley crew, let's say, of of artists who are gonna have unique art for every track, which is uh, gonna be a cool experience. You know, it's part of this whole idea that we had from the beginning of kind of reinventing the way that we interact and experience um, musical yeah. creations. You know, so I wanted I wanted to pick your brain for a second about Christmas songs because this is okay. a point of contention for me. What do you want to do with this? I know I signed up. For, I signed us up for this. Okay, so I'll I'll take the blame. Okay, but, but how are we going to get out of this? What kind of Christmas song are we even going to do? Is it going to be like a holly jolly Christmas? Is it going to be, you know, what I was poking around? I was asking opinions, and a lot of people came back and they said, "Oh, a song about how much Christmas sucks," uh, or it's a it's a lonely Christmas. No, definitely not okay. One hundred percent not about relationships of any kind. Christmas and relationships, whether they're romantic or familial, people all get tied up in that. And you'll find out if you quiz people, you only have to ask maybe two or three questions to anybody who hates Christmas. And it's because they got burned in either a romantic or a familial relationship right around Christmas. Yeah. And that's that's the deal. That's what's happening. Santa stole my lady, you know, that kind of thing. Show us on the doll where Christmas hurts you. It's it <laughs> it really comes down to that. And it's too bad. I'm not trying to make light of people's trauma, but it, to go and blame Christmas is just unacceptable. And I'm not kidding, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm I'm always got to stand up for Christmas. I, for me, my favorite Christmas stuff is either like like what you're saying, like Holly Jolly Christmas, as doofy as it is, yeah. that's like an upbeat kind of like least common denominator, like high energy kind of fun thing, or yeah. something more like 
solemn well, and uh, silver bells. Was peace the one on I kept earth, goodwill to, bi- to men. Kind peace of thing, on you know? earth, can it be? It was the David Bowie one? That was a good one too. I think that and that, silver bells yeah. are kind of yep. the. Yep. Uh, there's a couple different versions of silver bells, and I. It's not 100% the kind of song that I'm looking for because there's other shit. There's like there's parts of it that I just don't like lyrically. Sure. Um, but there's a couple It's Christmas time in the city, you know that stuff? Yeah. Where a call it's, to nostalgia or a call to like world cooperation like peace over war, love over fear, those kind of messages. That's kind of like what I really associate with the Christmas spirit, mm. if you will. Okay. It's um, going to be something like that. Yeah, I think just something just, just like wholesome and positive, you know? And positive. Um, positive. Definitely positive, then. I, I think I'm positive. I think of the other, you know, uh, Goo Goo Dolls had a Christmas I mean, song, Christmas New Year song. It's easy to, I think this goes back to my belief in like how you steer the collective, because it's easy to just be cynical and say, Oh, Christmas, it's about going to the mall, and Christmas sucks, and it's co-opted. But then you are, that's basically what you voted for. Like, you used, you just used your voice to vote for that by saying that's what Christmas is. Like, uh, to me, that's yeah. a false version of Christmas. Like, that's why that part sucks, is because it's not real Christmas. It's fake bullshit. I think the reason, I'm, I heard everything you said, I'm just, I'm stuck on, Trying to figure out what I like about Silver Bells and the, it's Christmas time in the city, and I think it's some of the stuff he's describing could be seen as like consumerist crap, but sure. he doesn't say it in the song. He doesn't say it's Christmas time in the city and it sucks. He just kind of says what's right. going on. Yeah, and I appreciate that part. You know, even and it's not that the song was meant to be a downer or anything like that. It's just. Uh, that, that it keeps coming through my mind over the last couple of days. I, be, I sit down and try and write something, and I think silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Just something that you can put on, and like your great aunt Ruth can be like, <laughs> "Oh, this is lovely," you know, like something that expands generation. You know, surpasses the all the different gaps that we have. Not that that's like you know that's easy to say and grasp. Yeah, for. I know. <laughs> and then it's just like what? Yeah, just you know, just make it that. Hey, hey Come guys, on, man. Hey guys, what are you let's doing? win a. I think we should win a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we do that? Okay. Uh, all right, yeah. that's that gives me a some, some direction. It's nice to know uh, what you're thinking about it too. Now, I have some, some warm ideas. strings, man. Some warm strings. Some warm maybe. strings. Is that the title Obvious, of the song? Warm obviously, you got to have the jingle bells in there, man. I think it's just like <laughs> even if sure. it's just a, even if it's just. I think I have some sleigh bells. I yeah. have some sleigh bells or orchestra kind of stuff. The jingle bells, man. That's man, hard to do. I need, is... I'm going to be picking up all my stuff from my apartment uh, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. To um, this is my first trip or my last trip before I do the big move, I think. And so I'm putting in my old studios. Uh, the monitors, the the PC, the hard drives, everything, the keyboards. I think I can fit the whole studio in my car if I pack it right. Ooh. So when I move, hopefully, um, excuse me, when I move in Monday or Tuesday or something like that, I should have that stuff ready to set up, and I'll probably have two or three days 
two or three days to kind of un- well, I don't know. It depends on how things go. Uh, then I'll be I'll be doing the big move either on uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend or uh, the week after. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, why do we pick Christmas Eve again? Uh, you know, I really <laughs> was going to ask you about that, but then I just decided not to kick the hornet's nest. I actually, I did have this thought, and I just want to throw you a lifeline, and you can refuse it, and I wouldn't be upset about it. It's just kind of like a what if. I, I am, like, I am set consider. on Christmas Eve, though. I am set, though I'm, I'm grousing about it. I do think we should stay on the, on the target, though. Well, I just think, you know, what if we did a Christmas single on Christmas Eve, and then we could do a fuller album <laughs> even a month later. No. Just, just a question. Just a question. Uh, and also, I don't know. We haven't really talked about past this thing, but you know, like, are we just going to be a one and done, or like Christmas Eve when we release this whole thing, or we release De- the single, deleting all the files and going? Then home. We, are we just are we just walking away? Are we just like? All right, well, thank God that's over. Well, this is something I've been sitting on for a little while. I didn't mention it to, to you, but this is something important in podcasting. Uh, there's some, there's a, a principle I believe in, uh, which is that you should be able to start a podcast, but you also, also should know how to end a podcast, too. Sure. And, uh, this is a podcast that, by definition, has an expiration date. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's, it's Christmas. I think we're going to keep... Uh, we have to ha- at least have a follow-up episode after that, but... The uh, the Abelcraft saga is the meeting for this album where we talk about what we're gonna do, and when the sure. album's out, I think I think we should wrap it up and archive it. And I'm not saying we're never gonna do anything ever again, but you know, it's uh, I'd like to have one under my hat. You know, a podcast that we I start we started on our own terms and we ended on our own terms. What do you think about that? So yeah, like like the thank God it's over uh, uh, option, and then you know <laughs> we always do something else. I, I'm no, not going to stop um, writing music, you know what I mean? And I don't think exactly. you're going to stop playing drums. I don't think we're going to stop working no. together. It's just like this this isn't this podcast isn't our relationship, and it's no. not my music. It's, it's the right. po- the podcast is the temporary thing that we're using to get us from point A to point B. Right. I think it's going to well. I mean. Down. This thing is just the evolution of what was a weekly, what the hell have you done this week? Yes. Yeah. Uh, clean feed call between the <laughs> two of us. So, um, no, I'm totally on board with you. I like the, the clean start and clean in uh, idea of it. I just, I just want to make sure that you know we give the, oh, I don't know, the correct amount of effort. And I just want to make sure, you know, that you're not just picking Christmas just to be like, I want to be it. I want it to be done. And I'm like, you know, I'm overwhelmed with not having something out there. And I just want something out there. Because I think that putting a Christmas single out would be a sort of a compromise possibility, too, you know. Uh. But I'm also get what you're saying. I I think that we could hunker down and, and push forth. I think another question about it is uh, sort of baseline stuff that needs to be laid down in other things. And fr- from what I heard last night from Mr. Fletch and the Smoker, he's having kind of some Reaper issues. Reaper issues? Oh, no. He said Reaper didn't like his computer. Did he say or, that on, Or vice smoker? versa. I, he I, did say that. I, it was brief. I thought I listened, to the whole, I listened to the whole episode last night. Maybe he cut that part out. No, I listened oh, to no, it live. Oh, no, you were listening, I was listening, listening live. live. I didn't catch I mean, it. I, I, uh, I 
I'm like 98% sure he said it. I mean, you I, know, when you get in the smoker, like there's parallel realities and you're, you uh, can't really ever be 100% sure that anything happened. Or I, didn't I did happen, take but. a shower uh, partway through uh, listening to it. So uh, before bed, so. Oh. It could have been. I just did your, didn't hear. Did it your at the ears time. start itching in the uh, shower? Because we talked a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, I. I, I, I heard it. that for a second, but I might have missed it. No. But uh, yeah, I mean, there could be other parts that we need to to have done that may or may not. The the thing that I'm thinking about, what really makes me want to stay on target here, is I think that we can actually put something out that's good in thirty days. Like a little more than thirty days from now, I don't disagree. Yeah, the the idea from the beginning was okay. So we did write like ten songs, right? And cut some because they were bad, and cut some because they were just unworkable. And so we're down to less than ten songs. Okay, the material we have is good. I think it's good. I, I mean, agree. it's. I have problems with listening and appraising my own work, so it's like, oh, I, you know, I wrote these lyrics and then I listen to them. I'm like, I don't know if it's that great, you know. Sure. I can't tell. But, you know, it's I have a, I have a good feeling about the f- tracks we have and the artists that we have doing those tracks, and I think that what I want to do starting as soon as possible is I'm going to start a GitHub re- private GitHub repo. So we can actually start assembling all this stuff as it comes in. So I want to have okay. a GitHub repo that's going to have basically the folder layout. It's basically what we're going to deploy on the website, and it'll be private. And t- I, I suppose we'll make it public after <laughs> after we release. But it's going to have the versioned MP3. So I'm going to put in what we have now, and then when we if we listen to it and say, yeah, this uh, there's something wrong with that track, I'll go just push a rev on it. Okay. Um, and that's how I want to keep track of things from this point on. I like that. Um, the RSS feed is also going to be in there, and so we're going to have to... Basically, I'm going to generate it with the Bobcat feeder. Yes. And, and then we're going to have to go through and make manual edits if we have to. We're going to have to put in value tags for everyone. Um, as I get the collection of pub keys, I'm going to put those in, and those will be you know pushes to, to GitHub so that everyone's on the right track. The album art's going to be scaled up and put in and added to the repo, and that's basically the method I want to use to assemble all this stuff. Um, and you use Git on your computer, right? You'll yeah. be able to do like a Git clone and pull it down yep. and check it out? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, I'll also Version s- control was like one of the first things they taught us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a super secret, um, a super secret deployment uh, not immediately, but when we get a little bit closer so that we have something to test and we okay. can verify that it's working in... I think the the target apps are going to be PodFriend, CurioCaster, and oh, we should probably get Podcast Attic and, and Hypercatcher and make sure they work with the, uh, with the chapters. Mm, yeah. Even though they don't work with the streaming sats, you know, just make sure that everything works. Now, I guess that was another question for you is... Is it going to be a single episode feed with chapters as the tracks, or was it going to be uh, episodic tracks? It's going to be an episode per per track. Okay. And the reason that I've settled on that is because that's the way that everyone else is doing it. And if you think, think that's if you think a... about it, it makes the most sense. It prevents the situation yes. for you want to listen to one song, and you can't. What you what you'd have to do is index into the MP3. 
and no one wants to do that. Yeah. Well, and another, um, because this this project also is a little bit about the the utility of splits and item level splits, and yes. you can't really split a chapter. Yes. But you can split an episode. So and and just to alleviate, because I I get the sense that you're saying, oh, well, what, what if we don't hit the target, or what if it's not as good? I want to just remind you too, it's also a tech proof of concept. Right, and that's We're, what I was just about to say, and kind of like slowly realizing the background is like, like the, the, this is a lofty goal with or a lofty project with many different stated goals, but probably the ultimate priority is this uh, establishing a, a publication standard for music on podcasting 2.0 value system. Right, and so there's like, oh, the lead guitar phrase in this particular part is a little bit off. You know, it's right, not. Right. It's not like it came out of a. A professional recording studio. Yeah, you know why? Because it was recorded. <laughs> it was recorded in a living room, um, and I'm not worried about the fact that that it won't be perfect and sound exactly like it was cleaned up by East West Sound or you know a Hollywood right. studio or something like that. It's going to be rough around the edges. Sure, but it's going to be way more than passable. The stuff we have already is. Better than covers you get on YouTube. You know, it's better than yeah. a lot of stuff that you find around, and, and we have a good sound. Pretty uh, damn good. Especially for... when you get the drums in there. I have to, I have to say, when uh, a basement nerd and a hotel nerd and a hotel nerd. <laughs> well, compared to you know, just just think of some other stuff out there. You know, uh, sure, it's um, completely plausible, and it's not even like it's oh, it's a low rent, low fi. No, it's just we're doing our best, and this is what we can do. It's, yep, that's what it is. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. No, you're <laughs> right. You're right. No, I, I definitely take encouragement from that. Yep. Um, and it's, no one has to worry about it. It's going to be fun. Look, people are going to listen to this. I know they're going to like a couple of these songs at least. Yeah. Uh, and if there's one song in there that you enjoy or you think a lyric was funny or something like that, then that's all, you know, that's what I want. If you If you like it, then... I don't, I don't care about the rest of this stuff. I'm not a great technical player, you know? You're a better technical player than I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a great lyricist, but I can, you know, I can rhyme at least. Sure. But, you know, it's, don't worry about it. Well, uh, it'll be I, fine. I, I do everything but worry. <laughs> All right, is there anything else to worry about before we, or not worry about before we go? Uh, just, just to pick your favorite song once it comes out. and uh... If you like that, Boost, wait till you see what happens next. All right. Well, until next time, I'm fading in the music. Oh. Uh, I've been uh, Abel Kirby. And I've been Sir Spencer. All right, adios. What a short show. You love it. It was only slightly longer than the last one.